Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Uh, you know what that means. It means it's time we talk cars, trucks, vans, and problems with all of the above. If you have any issues... With your uh, car, your truck, your van, and uh, you have to bring it in for service to your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, and you would like to know what could be ailing, well, why don't you give us a call or a text? Dan Burns is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive, helping our CCO listeners out for many years now. And I know uh, I appreciate it, and so so do our listeners. Dan, good morning to you. Good morning, Danny. How are you today? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. I hope you are, too. And... Uh, all the good folks over there on Grand Avenue. Uh, we're going to let you know how to get in touch with uh, the folks at uh, Lloyd's as well. But if if you do have problems with your vehicle, and you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know our, our time is limited. Uh, Dan will be taking his leave about 7.45 this morning. So any kind of a car care question, you don't have to be a motorhead to, uh, to uh, or, you know, some uh, in, uh, a tech like Dan to ask your questions. If you're driving and you got problems, let us hear from you, either by phone or by text. Here's the number, 651-461-9226. Uh, you and I talk about potholes a lot, Dan, uh, this season, and maybe it seems like it's worse than ever. And, of course, I was driving yesterday seeing a few, some small, some huge, and I know you and I have talked about like suspension and things like that, but what? Let's talk a little bit about tires. What what kind of damage can we are we talking about here, and how do we prevent the damage? Well, I, uh, it certainly it certainly happens, and uh, their potholes are are uh, you know probably the big thing going on right now <clears throat> that we're paying attention to and wishing there was something we could do about. It seems to take much too long uh, to get them repaired, but. Uh, you know, the best thing we can do is protect our cars uh, the way that we can. And, and uh, one of the things that you can do that would certainly help, especially if you have the low profile tires, is be sure that your tires uh, are inflated to the proper level and maybe even overinflated just a little bit because that cushion of air that your car is riding on is the protection that you have between the wheel and the tire and uh and when you hit a pothole uh if the cushion's just a little harder <laughs> it's gonna make a big difference when it comes to doing damage to your wheels and we've seen quite a bit of that this year where <clears throat> somebody's hit a pothole blown out their tire and damaged their wheel and uh, i think you have better odds if your tires are inflated properly 
Now, Dan, you've talked about it before, but if there's uh, some damage to a, to the wheel itself, to the rim itself, in some cases or in most cases, is it repairable? I think in most cases, uh, well, there's some. It, <clears throat> sometimes, if the wheel actually gets damaged so bad that it cracks, uh, we've had some of those that we've had to throw away. But uh, in mm. most cases, I would say uh, we don't do it in house, but we take the wheel, you know, take the tire off the wheel take the wheel off the car, take the tire off the wheel, and then send the wheel out to a uh, place where they uh, heat that bad spot up and bend it back into shape, reshape it, be sure that it's still balanced properly, and uh, ship it back to us. And we've had really good luck with them. Uh, uh, they turn out pretty well. So it's, well, good. It's, it's, it's a good deal. Interesting enough, we got an email, or rather a text, a few minutes ago. It's funny we're talking about the topic, but this listener says, we're going to order a new SUV. I don't like the look of low-profile tires. What would be the best tires for noise and ride feel, perhaps 265, 55R, or 18-inch? Is there a big difference in those kind of tires? Well, um, the you have to be careful if you're going to switch the size on your tire, in, in other words, if you if you if you want a taller profile, in order for the wheel and tire to be the right diameter, you're going to end up with a narrower tire, and uh, they do that. It, it's it's quite common for that to happen, especially if you switch between summer tires and winter tires. Oftentimes, the winter tires if they come on a different rim, will be just that. They'll be uh, a tall, a higher profile and a narrower tire. And, you know, they work great in the snow. So uh, you certainly can do that. But you have to do the math to be sure that you end up with the right diameter. Uh, you certainly can do that. But you have to do the math to be sure that you end up the right diameter or your speedometer and actually some of the inputs into the computer will be inaccurate and uh, that's not a good thing. So hmm, interesting. Uh, just, just be aware of that. But it, can, it certainly can be done. Another text just came in uh, minutes ago. I drove my 2020 Honda CRV in moderate rain and parked it in the garage a couple of hours. Afterwards, upon starting, all the warning lights and system warning messages began flashing one after another. The message finally registered drive safely, initializing. After driving a mile, everything returned to normal and the CRV ran fine. Now, the Honda dealership said it was probably caused by the sensor located on the front of the CRV, by the grill being wet, that may have blocked the sensor, causing the computer to give the warnings. They told me to clean off that sensor with a cloth if that ever happens again. Have you ever heard of this situation? They ask. I have heard. I have heard heard of that happening, and uh, <clears throat> on a snowy, slushy day, that can happen too. Where that you know, there's a there's a sensor up there, there's a camera up there too, and uh, if that gets plugged up with, you know, lots of road salt or something like that, or uh, more often with uh, slush and snow, uh, it, it can't read properly anymore, and that'll turn on the warning lights. So I think they're right. I think what they're describing uh, probably to them is very common. They probably get that call a lot, 
And uh, so I think if you do what they tell you, that's that's the right thing to do. Yeah, I've had that same experience, either leaving the car out where we had a lot of snow and the buzzers, you know, all the bells and whistles are going off. You clean it off and it, it, it takes care of it. So tell you what, let's do. Um, invite our listeners to call or text their uh, question at 651-461-9226. Dan Burns is with us from Lloyd's Automotive in uh, St. Paul. We'll find out exactly where when we come back. Stay with us. It's 33 degrees. We're not going to get a whole warming uh, today. Uh, 43 may be the high today. Uh, you may see a few scattered snow sh- uh, showers as well. For your Sunday tomorrow, partly sunny near 46, so slightly warmer tomorrow. Right now, 33 here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our car care show. Denny Long here, along with ASC certified technician Dan Burns, who hangs out at a place called Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Dan, uh, tell us exactly where and how do we get in touch with you guys. Well, we are at 982 Grand Avenue, Denny, which is right between Lexington and Victoria in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. I will uh, make sure you get that information before Dan leaves us, which is about 745 or so. Dan, a bunch of text messages, and I promised our listeners we would pick up on some that we didn't get to from last week as well. But let's see who... uh, sent our text in today. Uh, Here's a Kia Sorento SUV 2014. Texter says, when I turn off the engine after driving it, I hear knocking coming from the passenger rear side of the vehicle. We can hear it when we're inside the vehicle, and I sat one day timing the knocks, and it was about four minutes before it stopped. It's been happening for about a month. Any thoughts on what could be causing this sound? I think it's what they said when you shut it off. Is that correct? Yeah. And then it keeps knocking. Well, one thing, the only thing I can think of is, uh, you know, as the, uh, the exhaust heats up and cools off, uh, sometimes there'll be a sound of, of the metal, uh, you know, cooling off. And when it cools off, like, um, you know, if you have a furnace in your house or radiators, you'll hear some knocking uh, from the temperature of that. But I can't think of anything else after you shut the vehicle off that would keep making noise for four minutes. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, if it's not, or if you're not comfortable with the idea that it's the exhaust heating up or cooling down, kind of that cracking sound, uh, maybe what you should do is is uh, try and swing by a shop and your shop or any shop and see if they'll give it a listen and uh, see what they think about it, especially if it does it consistently. Uh, we're always glad to hear that uh, and uh, and give you some advice. Sure. Good idea. Here is a 2021 Subaru Forester, which uh, Texter drove only every four to ten days in the winter months. After about four to five days, it turns over very slowly. After about seven uh, to nine days, the battery is dead. The dealer checked the battery, said that it is due to all the electronics, and then the manufacturer recommends that it be driven once a week. Is this normal, or do I need to keep it hooked up to a, a, a trickle charger in the winter? Well, I think it uh, the battery should last longer than that. The fact that it's a 2021, uh, that seems early 
to need a battery. So uh, I think I would get another opinion on the condition of the battery. And then as part of the test, you know, at, at Lloyd's, when we do an, an electronic test like that, we check to see if there's a parasitic draw, if there's something that's staying on that's not supposed to. And uh, there's specifications as to how much uh, the, when, when the vehicle's completely shut down and everything has <clears throat> gone into the sleep mode, there's specs on how much amperage should be drawing. And uh, that level of amperage with a good battery should last a good long time. You know, Denny, I have a, a car that I leave out in Colorado and uh, it can go as long as two months uh, and still start up just fine when I get there. So it won't last forever. You know, you can't leave a battery in, in, in a car and uh, expect it to stay charged up forever but it certainly should last longer than a week or ten days. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I think that I think that needs some more some more attention. There's something wrong there. Very good. Uh, Texter says this, Dan. My vehicle door locks more frequently are not allowing me to lock the driver door. The other doors are already locked. When I turn the car on, I still cannot lock the door until I start driving. Uh, this day and age, I'm very concerned about this being a female, and it is a Kia SUV of 2014. Uh, what do you? How would you in, uh, look at that one, Dan? Well, there's an actuator in there that actually allows the door to lock and unlock, and it's it's electronic. So uh, that's my first thought. A common thing is that if there's a wire uh, in the door, that, you know where the door opens and closes, those wires flex, and those wires break in there quite a bit. If there's a wire that's um, you know right on the verge of breaking. Uh, they'll act like that sometimes and not allow the actuator to work properly. But uh, but you've got something going on in that one particular door. And, uh, you know, it looks like a huge job to get in there to check it, but it's really, it's really not. To get that door panel off is pretty simple, and uh, then it can be checked, and uh, they can let you know what it needs. But I wouldn't be surprised if they tell you that it needs a new door actuator. Hmm, okay. I was looking at some uh, texts that we received last week, Dan. Here's one. It's a 2016 Ford. It doesn't say the model, but it's a 3.5 engine. Is it hard to put a serpentine belt on that? Not for me. What is a serpentine belt? Well, it's, the, it's that flat. It used to be a V-belt. You know, you, your car used to have three or four... We called them fan belts back yeah. in the day, <clears throat> and you know they'd have to be adjusted and so forth. They'd squeak from time to time. Well, over time, it has evolved into where now they put a fl- a flat ribbed belt on, and it grips better. And most of the time, it's just one belt that runs all of the components. They last forever. It seems they uh, rarely need to, not rarely, but but not very not very often need to be replaced. And uh, so it's so it's great technology, and and most of the time, uh, or yeah, I'd say most of the time, there uh, the tension is uh, is held by a spring tensioner, and so uh, you know in order to put the new belt on, you have to uh, 
release that spring tensioner, and sometimes that takes special tools, but not always. You release the spring tensioner and then and then take the old belt off and put a new one on. An important thing to uh, make note of if you're going to try this yourself is take a picture of the old belt, the routing of the old belt, uh, or draw a picture for yourself, the routing of the old belt, because once you get it off and think that you're going to remember how it goes back on, it's very confusing and you, and you have a hard time with it. That's actually, you know, in our service manuals, they have pictures of the belt routing so that we can get them back on properly. But, uh, but if you're doing it yourself, uh, take a picture or draw a picture so that when you go to put the new one back on, you're not confused. That's a good idea for a lot of jobs. All right. Uh, Dan, let's take a quick break here. Have a look at that forecast. When we come back, we'll pick up on more uh, text messages here on CCO's Car Care Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here along with ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Dan will be with us Still close to 7.45 or so this morning, then Jack Farrell steps in. By the way, at 8 o'clock hour, our Smart Garden show is going to feature Julie Weisenhorn from the U of M answering those uh, garden questions, and John Trappy, who is the turf guru at the U of M. If you have any kind of a lawn question, you're going to want to tune in then in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. Uh, Dan, we have more and more questions similar to what we've had. Uh, here's one that says, good morning, awesome car show, thank you. Uh, this is a 2018 Toyota 4Runner. So far since I've owned the vehicle, the battery, another battery question, has gone dead where I have to get a uh, jump three times, have replaced the battery once. I had the vehicle checked, the battery checked, have been told nothing wrong with the battery or the vehicle. Any ideas why this continues to happen? There's that question again. Well, intermittently, I suspect something's staying on and you know sometimes we find this where uh <clears throat> for example somebody will leave a phone charger plugged in in their vehicle and and something like that is what's causing the problem but uh, oftentimes the these uh parasitic draws are intermittent where they they won't do them all the time so uh if you're having a problem with your car battery going dead uh, from time to time, uh, I think maybe you'll, somebody's going to have to spend a little more time going through the cycle of starting the car and, and then hooking up the test. And and um, one of the things that a technician needs to be careful of is when you disconnect the battery to put your uh, amp meter in series, you can't actually disconnect the battery. In other words, you need to do it without interrupting the circuit because once you interrupt the circuit and connect it back up it's you know it's a whole new game everything's changed so uh, that's one of the things that I'm very careful of when I'm doing this test is not to interrupt the the circuit so that uh, if something is going on I'll know it but uh, like I said before if if your battery's going dead just with the vehicle sitting uh, then intermittently for sure something's staying on or the battery's bad you know you know those are the or, or the alternator's not charging up the battery like it's supposed to um but at any rate uh you know those are the options and 
And, you know, we at Lloyd's, we have a comprehensive test for this where we check the start of the alternator, the battery, and check for a parasitic draw. And, boy, we always zero in on what the problem is. So I think if, if you're still having trouble, maybe it'd be a good idea to get another opinion and, uh, and tell them this whole story, what you've gone through, so that they give it a little extra attention and, and can zero in and figure out what's going on. Very good. Dexter says this, Dan, a 2015 Ford Explorer XLT, 3.5 liter V6. Should you replace the water pump when the timing belt is replaced? Well, uh, it depends on the car and the situation, but uh, lots of, of vehicles, when you buy a, or when you put a timing belt on, it actually comes with a kit. And it's oftentimes a new timing belt tensioner, some of the guides, maybe some of the pulleys, um, and oftentimes it comes with a water pump. So, you know, I'm of the conservative nature where when, and conservative meaning I'm careful, <laughs> I'd rather spend a little more money and be more careful. Um, you know, the, the job of getting, of replacing the timing belt is so big. When I'm in there, I kind of want to change anything that's that's a possibility. And in my business, if I change the timing belt and not the water pump, and then a couple months later from now you have a uh, water pump that fills, you're not going to be very happy with me that I didn't change it. So yeah, that's true. I'm I'm careful about that too. You know, my theory is if I touch it, I want it to be mine. And and uh, so that I can be responsible for it. So being yes, proactive, so a, a, yeah. a long answer to a to a simple question: Should you change the water pump? Yes, on, in most cases, you probably should. All right. I think we have time for maybe one more, maybe two. We'll see. Two thousand eight Range Rover HSC with two hundred twenty thousand miles on it. The onboard computer said to check the brake fluid. It was low, so I filled the reservoir to the top line. I never saw any leaked fluid on the garage floor. It's been about two weeks, and now I do have a puddle of fluid on the garage floor right under the uh, driver's door. I can't see where the leak is coming from because there's a protective cover with drain holes in it covering the area. The car is not telling me to check the brake fluid. Do you have any advice? Well, it probably will tell you to check the brake fluid again, and if it's leaking right under the driver's door, I my suspicion is that it's got a uh, brake uh, line, a metal brake line that has rusted through, and it's very slowly leaking brake fluid. So I suspect if you ignore it long enough, uh, you're going to find out that uh, <clears throat> that brake line has rusted through. My advice would be bring it into a shop and have them remove that protective cover and you know find out for sure where the brake fluid is going because brake fluid is very important in the braking process. Uh, so it's, you know, it's kind of a safety issue. So yeah, sure. have it checked and uh, don't be surprised when they tell you that that brake metal brake line needs to be replaced. And also don't be surprised when they tell you that it's expensive to replace that brake line because uh, just like the brake line has gotten rusty and rusted through <clears throat> the whole brake system probably has done the same thing where the they're going to have trouble getting the bleeders open and they're not you know the 
to find a good place to start and stop to replace that brake line is a big process. And sometimes you have to go all the way from the master cylinder all the way to the back of the car and hmm. put a whole new brake line in. All right. I think we have time for one more. Evidently, something on the dash is saying, what does it mean, steering assist reduced? Well, uh, I'm not sure what kind of car it is, but yeah. uh, in most cases, that would mean that it's got uh, electronic power steering. So in other words, instead of a hydraulic pump, it's got an electric motor. And for some reason, uh, there's a problem going on with it. And uh, if you're getting that light on the dash that's telling you that something's going on, what I would do is hook my scan tool up to your vehicle and I'll get more information about what's going on there. There'll be some trouble codes stored in there and so forth. And there's a whole bunch of, of uh, things that go into the power steering nowadays, especially cars that, as you, you know, the, with the lane... Uh, where they'll actually drive themselves and keep it in a lane and things like that. Uh, that stuff t requires lots of safety uh, information for it to work properly. And uh, if something's going on with one of those sensors, then the safe thing to do is simply disable it until, uh, until you can bring it in and have it checked. So that's what the light is telling you, hey, there's a problem here. Uh, bring it in, and uh, it needs some attention. There's something going on. Okay. Uh, one more quick one, Dan, then we have to let you go. 2018 Ford Edge started vehicle a week ago after work, and the display stayed dark. Came on about a mile down the road, and since then has worked fine. Should I be concerned with that, the display showing, you know, radio stations, temperature settings, etc.? Should the listener be concerned? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, uh, no. I mean, it's, it's uh, I, would, I wouldn't worry about it unless it happens again. But if it happens again, uh, it's very common for those displays to uh, run, in, it's run into trouble. It's a circuit board, and uh, they fail relatively often. And, uh, you know, the, the procedure is either to replace it. Sometimes that's uh, reasonable, available, and affordable. Sometimes we'll take them out of the car and send them out to be repaired, and, uh, and that works good, too. Um, it just depends on availability yeah. and the cost of repairing it. Always a pleasure, Dan. Thank you so much. I will be seeing you this week for an oil change if uh, if you'll accept my appointment. I'll look forward to it, Denny. Thanks. Okay. How do we All get right. in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Well, come on over. Like Denny's going to, to 982 Grand Avenue uh, in St. Paul. Uh, find us on the web. All this information will be there at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. Thank you so much, Dan. Always a pleasure. We will see you uh, this coming week, and uh, let's do this again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Danny. All right. Thanks very much. Dan Burns, ASC Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Jack Farrell's Wine Chat straight ahead. Then we talk lawns and gardens with Julie and John here on News Talk 830 WCCO. 
celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.